Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets, your 2023 NBA champions. And the unassuming MVP, Nikola Jokic, who is only concerned about going home. We'll hear more from him on that in a bit. Thanks for being with us today. Busy day in the zone today, actually. We are in studio today on the road tomorrow and Friday. And we are going to pack a few things in. Joe Klein's actually going to join us today because we're at Bell and Sward in Conway tomorrow. So... Joe will come in a little later in the show, and he's also bringing with him by phone Scott Hastings, former Nugget, former Razorback, and part of the Denver Nuggets broadcast team. So we'll get his thoughts on what happened last night. Had to be a joyous evening for him. He's worked Denver Broncos games when they won world championships before, but never a Nuggets championship, obviously. It's the first in the organization's history. So We'll delve into that quite a bit here today. We're going to hear a little bit more from uh, Nicola. We'll hear from Jimmy Butler, who was part of that losing effort, but a very impressive season for the Miami Heat. They come up a little bit short against a team that was clearly better than them. Coming up the bottom of the hour, we're going to have probably the most athletic tandem we've ever had in studio, I think. I can't think of a more athletic pair of dudes that have been in the studio hanging out with us before. We've got two All-American high jumpers who are going to uh, be on with us. Caleb Snowden, who is a UAPB freshman, and then Jonathan Jones, who's a graduate jumper from Little Rock. They finished. Caleb was 11th, and Jonathan was 10th in the uh, NCAA high jump last week. And so wanted to try to get them on. It is uh, very impressive. And Caleb's got a long way to go. It's amazing to think. You know, I'm 6'4", 7 foot, roughly what about right here? I don't know. Can you, you think? Just think about jumping over that. No, you know, no, I don't yeah, I, that's crazy. Uh, just the athletic ability they have to jump and to turn their body and to flip over like that. That's that's fun. To, I like watching the high jump. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's not real commonplace that you get all Americans from Little Rock. And uh, you know what Caleb's done has been incredible too. And I think he's already set the school mark. So he's got again. There's no telling where he might. And he won the West prelims. Right, exactly. That was the first time that's ever happened from a, an athlete from a historically black college, too. So it's uh, there's all kinds of history there and obviously all kinds of potential. So we'll we'll delve into that with them. Pat Bradley joining us, courtesy of River City Flooring in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk to him about the NBA Finals last night. Brian Hendricks is in, courtesy of McClards. Haven't heard from him yet this morning. Not sure what he's planning to delve into today, but I'm sure he'll have some interesting items of note to, to talk about. And then uh, we talked about Joe and Scott. So... There you go. All right, Christian, uh, Wes, I guess, you know, it actually ended up being a really competitive game. I mean, it was definitely very much up in the air until the end where uh, Miami couldn't score late, but it was uh, was a good way to finish it off for Denver. It wasn't easy. It was 
A terrible game to watch. <laughs> Very bad offensively. But it was like a March Madness game where 39 minutes of the game are horrible, but the last minute was close, so it was entertaining. Interesting stat. Neither team shot it well from outside. 26% for Miami and 18% from Denver. And the only reason is because I'm rounding up. But here's an interesting stat. From two, Denver shot 59%. Miami shot 39% from two. So Denver definitely took advantage of higher quality shots inside the arc last night. I watched uh, the first half intently, and Bam was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got uh, the Joker into foul trouble, and I guess it was just with two fouls, he just started driving at him. And, you know, he was just daring him to try to, to play a little defense, to block a shot, to pick up that third foul potentially. But Bam was fun to watch, man. He put them on his shoulders and uh, carried them in the first half. He tried. Yeah, he- you go throughout the uh, box score and you just look at everybody's shooting percentages. Michael Porter Jr. is 7 of 17. Jamal Murray is 6 of 15. Jimmy Butler is 5 of 18. Mm. Gabe Vincent with 3 of 13. And yeah. then you get down to Nikola Jokic. He's 12 of 16 from the floor. Jimmy was horrendous for three and well, a half quarters. Jimmy Butler has been horrendous for about seven games. He's been terrible. I hated the last shot they took. That, yeah, that it was just, bad. you got to get a better shot than yeah. that. Well, and the late turnover, too, where he got himself too deep into the into the paint, and then he had to try to throw it back yeah. out because he was surrounded, and, he, and it was a bad turnover late, too. So, anyway, look, they lost to a better team. We knew the outcome was pretty much a foregone conclusion. It was just a matter of how many games it was going to go. I'm just glad for Denver they were able to do it at home. So, uh, Jokic, uh, we got, again, we'll hear from him in just a second. Eric Spolster also speaking after the game. We'll get to all that in a second. Let me get Savage in here real quick and uh, get his thoughts. What's up, buddy? What's up, Justin? West, Christian, or not? Yes. You know, as a as an Arkansas fan, I love it when Texas loses. But the way they lost last night made my season just – I forgot about all about the Arkansas season. Yeah, we haven't That's, talked about uh, the Supers yesterday yet, but uh, it was a pretty bizarre finish for sure. Absolutely. Now I just need Tennessee to lose and LSU. It's going to be a perfect trifecta. Guys, you have a good one. <laughs> all right, thanks. Yeah, for those who missed it last night, it was a bizarre last inning. It's tied – 6-6, Stanford and Texas, and Stanford's uh, got a player that hits what he thinks is a home run. He throws off his helmet, he starts trying to celebrate as he rounds first, then he realizes, uh-oh, I better hustle my butt to second, and then they get the ball in quickly, he beat it by a step or two, and then uh, there's two outs and a guy pops it up behind second base, and they lose it in the lights, and that's how it ended. It was crazy. Uh, bizarre finish. And a tough way to lose. But listen to the broadcast call of this thing, and I'm going to have to disagree with their take. 1 1 to Bowser. Bowser skies this one, and they don't spot it. Kennedy looking forward to the drops. Stanford wins and is going to Omaha. Wow! There could be a more heartbreaking way for a season to end. Watch the- Actually, there is. I've seen it. But that was a bad way to go out for Texas. Well, that was a true ending. I mean, that play ended this season, whereas Arkansas still had a whole other game. They had a whole other at-bat. They could have still won it. But I, I mean, it made me sick, honestly. Uh, and I can't stand Texas, and I'm glad Texas lost. But I feel bad for him for losing that way because it's almost like you, you, the saying you would never wish that on your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. That that's a terrible way to lose to lose a ball and the and think about the circumstances. It has to be at the right time of the day or night, twilight, yeah. where the ball gets above the lights and you lose it in the sky and you cannot see it. And now and I find this interesting. And I wonder now how many more uh, stadiums are going to go to this. The Travs did this this year. They have lights. If you when you go the next time you go, there are lights shining up in the air, and it's to shine on the bottom of the baseball as it gets above the lights. The mm-hmm. ball gets above the lights, you can't see it. Yeah. So these lights are shining up, and now the outfielders, and infielders can see the bottom of the ball because the lights are shining on that ball. More and more ballparks are going to this, mm-hmm. and the Travs did that this year. And, uh, and I've never uh, been to a night game there mm-hmm. this year. I guess I've only been to day games. Well, I guess I went to the Razorback game. 
but yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay any attention. That's when to they it. told me about it. That was the first time I found out about it. Interesting. Yeah, I will say this. Look, I, again, you know, I don't have any love for Texas, but it, that is not how a college no. super regional should be determined. No. That's for sure. And look, I know Stanford's excited. You're going to a super regional. It was a great three game series, but the way they. I don't know if I would have reacted that way. You know, if I was the guy that hit it that was running around and running to the outfield and letting them chase me, dude, you popped up. You know, let's not act like you just won it all. Oh, no, they, no, they no. Lost. Come on. I didn't like that celebration. Oh, my gosh. Dude, they're going to the World Series. Let them have their fun. Come on. <sighs> if it was a Friday night ball game and a three-game series, okay, fine. Maybe take it easy, bro. They're going to the World Series, buddy. Come on now. What's he supposed to do? You're being very nice. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's supposed to do, but I I didn't like it. I'm just telling you, I didn't like it. I think it's very nitpicky. I think that's unfair. It was like he was running in the outfield to the spot where the ball dropped, and then all of a sudden he realized, oh, those those players are there. Let me run over here. I'll give him credit for that, for running away from where Texas was standing, but. uh, Wes, you're. you're, Dude, you you popped up. You popped up. That's a dumb take. No, I love you. I love I, you, but I, that's a dumb that's take. That's the way I feel. It could be a dumb take, but I didn't like the way they celebrated on a pop up that should have been caught. <laughs> it's not that they're celebrating a pop up that should have been caught. They're celebrating going to the World Series. What is your problem? Okay, we'll celebrate with your team. Don't run around like a oh fool in the gosh. outfield like you Give just me did a something. Break. Like everybody come chase me. Look what I did. I'm the hero. Oh no, you're God. not. You're you being popped ridiculous. up, and the guy just let a ball fall. Okay, I'm sorry. You didn't celebrate like it. with your teammates. All right, whatever. That's ridiculous. Uh, Wake Forest and Stanford will be one of the first matchups. You got LSU and Tennessee, TCU and Oral Roberts, and Florida's got Virginia in your uh, opening games at the World Series. Man, what a World Series. Uh, I have a bigger issue with Tennessee's pitcher celebrating striking a guy in the seventh uh, inning the way he did than I do with this kid at the end of the game last night. I agree with that. It was so dumb. Was, I've, I've never seen a celebration like that for a strikeout to end the inning. Yeah. And I don't have a problem. Look, Arkansas pitchers will get excited. I've seen our guy Hagan Smith get get a little fired up on the mound after striking out a guy. Heck, he did it you know, uh, several times this year. But this guy was kicking and pumping his fist and doing leg kick. I, I, all the way to the dugout, beating his chest. It wasn't like one or two fist pumps. Yeah. It was the entire time from the mound to the dugout. Yeah. And again, it wasn't a close game. You had a guy on third, I guess. Uh, I think it was they were up 4 nothing with two runners on. So even if the guy hits a home run, you still have the lead. Yeah, it was just so over the top. And again, seventh inning. If you struck the guy out to win the game, fine. But... It was a seventh inning. I don't know. It was so dumb. Anyway, whatever. One more reason not to like Tennessee, I guess. Um, Christian, back to the ball game last night. And Jokic, again, he is the most unassuming superstar we maybe have ever seen. I can't think of too many guys who are more unassuming than him. Anyway, this is him after the game last night. And the funniest thing, when you see the look on his face and he realizes he cannot leave today, I don't know if he wants to go to Serbia or what his plan is, but he obviously wants to see his family. Um, and he has to wait until after the parade on Thursday. The guy was devastated. Like, you could tell, like, he was really upset. And he's just like, oh, crap, you know? <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, though. I guess he's not used to it because they haven't won a title yet. And if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. I need to go home. I'm a- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> next week or two look like for you now. You got a parade coming up here on Thursday. Yes. How soon till you're back in Sanford? I need to. On Sundays I have my horse racing in my horse race. Horse racing. Horse racing. I was going to get to that. The horse racing. Get to Maybe. I don't know how we're going to arrive. Thursday parade. Friday maybe. Would you make it? I don't know. I'm maybe ask, maybe you can have enough time to squeeze it in. I'm gonna ask Josh to give me a give me a give me a plane. Oh, I think I think you I think yeah, he'll, I, I, he'll I, definitely I, let you get the team plane. I think you deserve I, that. You deserve a little more than that. I did it on TV. I, I'm gonna finish by. Uh, by I put him under the pressure. Put yes, him under pressure. Yes, I did. They told me I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> I put him under the pressure. Yeah. Where's he? What's the story in the horse racing? He loves horses. Like I think if he could choose, he would rather be five foot six and be a jockey than be an NBA player. <laughs> That's crazy. We need to give him to Oakland. Let's give him to Oakland. Uh, I'm sure Miami feels the same way. What? Uh, where is he going to watch horse racing? He owns horses where? in Serbia. So I guess I mean, they have horse they, racing in Serbia. I guess they do. I wonder how Serbian horse racing. Is. I have never bet on horse races in Serbia. Day's not over yet, buddy. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah well, they could be running right now. They're they ahead be. of us. He may own horses look on in America as well. OaklandAnywhere.com. Interesting. Uh, a little more from the NBA Finals last night. Eric Spolstra, 
saying what everybody else thought. They were the superior team in every series, and they deserved uh, this championship. All right, very good. Thank you, Eric Spolstra. Short and sweet. Clear and to the point. Very nice. Um, so after yesterday's uh, outcome, we're just bouncing all over the place here. After yesterday's outcome, any feel on uh, who you like, or did, I guess did anything change? Because we didn't, you weren't going to pick Texas anyway, I suppose. Still riding Wake or Florida? I'm going Florida. Um, Got to love LSU in the first game against Tennessee with Paul Skeens going. Uh, Tennessee's pitching depth is going to create a problem for LSU. Uh, if you know coming out of the losers bracket. Yeah, I still like Wake. I guess. Wake one, and two. Florida in the uh, final. I'm going on the limb, going 1-2 in the finals. It's been so long since we've had a number one seed make it or win it all. You know what I was looking at, too, though? Think about it. I think it was, is it six? Six of the top eight made it? Five of the top eight. Or five of the top eight. You had okay. three, um, Tennessee, and then Oral Roberts and TCU. Yeah. So five of the eight, and all five were top eight seeds. That's what I'm saying. Nobody, no, none of the nine through 16 made it right. to, to Omaha. Yeah, five of the top eight. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I was reading some stats, and uh, I'll pull those up, but uh, this is the best field since 2013 at the College World Series. When you look at the winning percentage, when you look at the total number win of uh, uh, wins from the teams, the final eight teams, this is the most since 2013. Uh, it is a, you know, and when you throw in an Oral Roberts, who is not your typical four seed that has over 50 wins now, this this is a stacked field. Yeah, no question. Um, questions of the day today, I guess Christian's getting, uh, getting guess, our guests settled out. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to ask about uh, World Series. Now that Arkansas is not in, and we talked about it last week a little bit when Joe was up here, but the question is what exactly? How do we phrase that? Our question is... Would you go to the College World Series if you had all expenses paid, yes or no? So far, the early returns are 78% yes. It was going to be if you had free tickets, but I don't think that's enough incentive. Yeah. I uh, I 100% would go. Yeah, I'd leave tomorrow. Well, that seems a little unnecessary. <laughs> seems a little early. Tomorrow's Thursday. Friday. Yeah. And tomorrow's I mean, Wednesday. you get there, you check in, get to go out, and then tomorrow's your first game. What's, what's tomorrow's tomorrow? Wednesday. Oh, this is Tuesday. Yeah. I'd go tomorrow and then just hang out all day. Th- <laughs> Thursday's the isn't th- yeah Thursday's the opening ceremonies where they um, had the big parade and um, all the they teams. They start come playing in on Friday. And, yeah, they have like they an Olympic Friday, Saturday. come in and stuff. Uh, the, no, but the teams march in kind of like the Olympics, uh, okay. team by team, and uh, they have a big big show on Thursday night, and then the games start Friday and Saturday. I went to a little bit of the opening ceremony last year. I'm not I'm not big on pomp and circumstance. I'm gonna go see some baseball, but. It's fun. I mean, it's good for the fans. Oral Roberts TCU is your first game, 1 o'clock on Friday. Then Florida and Virginia is at 6 o'clock on Friday. Saturday, Stanford and Wake, Tennessee and LSU. And then we'll see what happens after that. I'll give uh, a, a Tuesday game ball to the NCAA because uh, uh, normally they usually go left side bracket, right side bracket. And so I thought the left side would be on Friday and the right side on Saturday. But they, uh, I believe... Because the two teams that were playing last night, Stanford and Tennessee, are on the left side of the bracket, so they flip-flopped it and made it smart, give them an extra day of rest, mm. so they play on Saturday. Giving them a lot of credit, Wes. Could just been happenstance? Could be. Uh, What's our other question, Christian, or do we have one? That was it. That's it? Okay. All right, 1024, we'll take our break a little early. I think both of our guests are here, so we will visit with them coming up. It is an all-American show. Jonathan Jones from Little Rock, Caleb Snowden from UAPB. Both all-American high jumpers, and uh, not often that it happens. So I wanted to get those guys up here. I'm excited that they could come by and hang out with us a little bit. Just getting back from Austin not long ago after competing down there. So we'll talk to them about all that coming up. Are they rivals? I don't know. We'll ask them. Let's get to it. We'll take a break. Come right back and ask them. Who's the best high jumper in Arkansas? Uh, well, technically, I guess it would have to be uh, Jonathan. But He's got bragging rights right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a fewer misses thing, because I thought they ended I up jumping the same, yeah. same height.
interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Is Sports Center. It was a slugfest until the very end, but the Denver Nuggets emerged victorious in game number five of the 2023 NBA Finals. They beat the Miami Heat 94 to 89 and win their first NBA championship as a franchise. They did so in five games. Nikola Jokic is your NBA Finals MVP. He is the first player in NBA history to lead the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. And he was spectacular once again in game number five. 42 minutes. He scored 28 points. He grabbed 16 rebounds and dished out four assists as well. It was a tough back and forth game, but the Denver Nuggets outscored the Heat by six in the final quarter to get the win and once again their first NBA title. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. I'm talking about Elliot's Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican hibachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elia's, and now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elia's Mexican Grill award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed Diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-725-7193 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-725-7193. 800-725-7193. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all. What am I doing? What am I doing? That's right, I'm doing me, I'm doing me I'm living life right now, man And this what I'ma do till it's over Till it's over But it's far from over Alright, bottles on me Long as someone drink it Never drop the ball Y'all thinking, making sure the young money ship is never sinking. About to set it all, set it all, day to pink it. I shouldn't have drove, tell me how I'm getting home. You too fine to be laying down in bed alone. I can teach you how to speak my language, Rosetta Stone. I swear this life is like the sweetest thing I've ever known. About to go all right, 1029, welcome back in the zone. We are uh, graced by all-American greatness here in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. Two high jumpers that finished as All-Americans, Jonathan Jones and Caleb Snowden, both uh, with us. Jonathan from Little Rock, Caleb from UAPB. Guys, I'm glad you could come up today. Congratulations on a great season and finishing as All-Americans. Was that uh, was that a goal going in for you two? Did you guys think that was a possibility? Yeah, it was definitely a goal. and Yeah, I, I think it was possible. Um, it was just something I've been looking forward to doing for a couple of years now. So I was, that was definitely on the board for number one right there. So we were talking in the break about the environment. Jonathan, tell me about from your perspective. What was it like down in Austin? How was the crowd? And how did it compare to some of the other events you've been to? 
Um, it was that was a really really crazy audience. I've never seen that many people for a track event. So being able to be a part of like a big track nation for the first time ever, it was ridiculous. I I didn't even realize it until I heard that four by one finish and I heard a crowd roar and I was just like, hmm, this is the real deal. This is what it's like. <laughs> Uh, Caleb, obviously you had a great performance out in the uh, in the West and won the the regional before you guys came to, to nationals. So how, how did that compare? That experience, where, where was that? What was the venue for the Western? Uh, Sacramento State. It was in California. Okay. Yeah. So I, it was it was a lot of people, but compared to Texas, the championship, it was it, it you couldn't compare it. It was it was amazing. Well, track and field, I think, has its own set of nerves. It's different than any other sport, I think, for at least for me growing up. I mean, track and field felt totally different than playing a football game, basketball game, baseball game. Were the nerves any different, or were you the same kind of anxious, nervous, excited as you would at a regular meet? Yeah, I feel like it was like a regular meet, but until I got done with the competition, I seen the crowd. It was, I, I was like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, so you kind of stay focused beforehand? Yeah. Gotcha. Focus. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, what was your path? How'd you uh, How'd you end up in the in the nationals? What was your the prelim process for you? Um, I finished fourth. I was top of fourth with a lot of guys. Um, to be honest, it was more of a business trip, so I was really locked in on it and getting everything done. So I really wasn't aware of everything around me. And then when I got to nationals, I was that was the calmest I've ever been. To be honest, going into a meet, so nerves wasn't there. It really, was, I was very calm, which scared me because I've never been that calm before <laughs> in that type of environment. I thought yeah. I would have lost my mind, but. The goal, the goal is always to win. But were you guys happy? Were you happy, Jonathan, with your performance? Um, I say yes because for what I've been through and what I've been wanting to achieve, I was able to achieve it through the university. So at the end of the day, I look back at all the history I made, and I was able to be pleased with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, always want to go in there. You always want to win, but sometimes you have to look at what you've done and be grateful for the position that you're put in. Yeah, was that a PR for you? Uh, no, sir. It wasn't a PR for me. Well, what's uh, your what's the highest you've ever gone? I've gone seven one and a half, but that was just under at two sixteen. So okay, if I went two eighteen, that'd have been one. But <laughs> and how about for yeah, you, Caleb? Same exact name. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Now, do you guys compete each other against each other through the year? Was that have you guys been up against each other before? Oh yeah, we've yeah. we've seen each other a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I misspoke earlier, Caleb. I, I guess I was looking at an old web page, but you are a junior, not a freshman, and you're a grad student now. Yeah. So are you done jumping? I mean, can you jump for Little Rock anymore? Or are you finished? Uh, well, me and Little Rock are gonna um have our you know parting ways right now. So, but I'll still be jumping. Yeah. Well, you're an interesting story too, Jonathan. I, and you said five ten. You look taller than that to me, but I'm five eight and a half. So everybody looks tall to me. Um, we were talking about that. That is not exactly an advantage. I mean, you got to be one of the shorter guys. It's pretty impressive that uh, I have to see video of this of you going over seven feet. That's pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um. I mean, being that short, it kind of has the advantages too. I can move a bit quicker. I don't have to wait as long when I'm in the air. I can do a lot of. I can just trick around a little bit rather than if I'm taller. I have to wait and do everything the exact same. Sometimes I can knock off my approach a little bit not too much i get in trouble for it but and i'm able to finesse it a little bit more but um i'll never get discouraged by it. it's kind of funny seeing that though being able to walk around and you just look up at everybody like all right this is what it is going to be today <laughs> how did how did you come to high jumping originally um i was in high school and i didn't want to run anymore i was just like yeah me and sprint is not going to get along and <laughs> my coach was just like you need to go find something to do to help the team and i was just like okay and i went over there to a high jump pit with my uh, teammate greg at the time i call him uncle greg um <laughs> And he was teaching me about how to jump it, and after that, I took on to it. And then my brother used to talk a lot of smack about jumping higher than me. So after that, I just took that into account and went from there. I mean, did you know early on you were a pretty, pretty good jumper? Did you have some, you had some vert? Uh, no, I didn't have any vert, honestly. I had to work for it all. Really? <laughs> yeah, I had to work for it. Okay, so it wasn't a natural thing. No, no, sir. Caleb, how about for you? Were you a, a guy early on, you're like, man, I'm, I jump a little bit better than maybe most of the guys I'm around? Yeah, well, I, I started playing basketball, and... My principal actually told me that I should do high jump, and yeah, I was. It was pretty good from the start. I would think the competition in Florida is awfully good. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Uh, my first few years, yeah, it's really crazy. So what? Well, how old were you when you started high jumping, or what grade uh, were you in? My sophomore year. Okay. Oh, so you started late. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And how? What was your path to UAPB? How'd you end up here? Uh, I knew um somebody here. He spoke highly of it, so I was like, okay, I'll trust you. I'll, I'll try it out. I gotta think someone six six that can jump like you. Basketball would be very tempting. How did that you, you part from basketball and then go to track only? Uh, I, I really don't know. It's just high jump was just something I fell in love with, and I just chose it a little bit over basketball. But still got love for basketball. But high jump is I just felt like I had more love for it. 
What's your long range goal? Would you like to jump professionally? Um, yeah, I, see, I can see that in the future. What, what's it take? I mean, what do you have to jump to be a pro? I mean, what's it? What's the expectation? Yeah, like two twenty-seven, two thirty. What's that mean? <laughs> we don't. We don't speak <laughs> measures. We're not track guys. <laughs> Put that yeah, beat it's for like me. Seven, seven, five, seven, six. Yeah. There. Is really? it in there? You think? I mean, is that something you could potentially get to? Definitely. Yeah. How, how much do you grow a year as far as height? I mean, is it reasonable to add two inches a year, three? I mean, wh- how much can you improve a year? Um, honestly, it's just kind of, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it varies on that bar you're at because you can have a really, really good jump that could have cleared like 225 at a 217 bar, mm-hmm. and you're kind of just like stuck. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of just it varies on how, what that bar is and how you're jumping that day. So, but I think for me, my goal is always to improve by at least three. Or at least two, some type of improvement somewhere, some type of PR, even if I have to match it. There has to be improvement somewhere I have to see it. So I think naturally we all try to get that. We can see we're getting higher. The bar might say different. The stat might say different. But those two videos look completely different. In uh, competition, and again, try to, if you can, speak to us in fee, because most of our folks, including us, don't speak in metrics. But what uh, what's the bar? Where do you start at? What's the what's the opening jump? Um, depends. It really depends on where you are. Yeah. Uh, like at nationals, we started at six eight, I think, and then prelims we started about six seven six, I think, somewhere around the area. Yeah. But at a normal meet, you might start off at six four. You might have some guys coming in at six two. So it really varies. But do y'all pass on heights, or do you do it just to kind of get loose? Do you like to jump on the lower levels where you know you're going to clear pretty easily? Um, it I, we pass. I pass a lot. Um, so I'll pass to a certain height that I know I guarantee that's low for me. But I can't come in too low because I might have some very bad misses because um the bar is too easy for me to clear. So sometimes you pick your bar up with your feet. So hmm. can't really take that risk. How about for you? Where do you want to start? Yeah, it depends. Like uh, nationals, I start at the starting height because it's kind of higher. But usually I do skip a height in you know the regular meets. Gotcha. How many misses do you get? You get three three misses at each height. And, but so you could. Technically, you can miss two times at each height and just keep going and going and going and going. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. There's not a cumulative number that adds up and go, oh, that's enough. Oh, no. Do you get tired jumping? Do you have to kind of... Think of the same thing. You know, kind of... You, <laughs> you miss know. two times every time, I bet you do. Yeah. yeah oh, definitely. yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. That's why you pass around a little bit. So keep you keep you fresh a little bit more. Because uh, how I actually won some belt two years ago, uh, I missed the bar twice at about 214, and I passed my final attempt... No, I lied. I missed it once and then passed my last two attempts to go to 217, and I won it that way. So, like, you can really just play around with it a little bit. So that's how you kind of beat being tired. So, Jonathan, as a Little Rock native, what, what, uh, why, why Little Rock? Why did that make sense for you going to the, be a Trojan? Um, it's just sometimes you want to be a part of something that's, that's going to change and be bigger than what it is. So I really, going to Central, we really wasn't just no good at football at that time. We mm-hmm. were, all the history we have of being good. Sometimes you have to be the one to take the sacrifice, and I was willing to take that sacrifice and becoming a Trojan and help change the program, and we've changed a lot, and I was just really grateful to see that process and see change now. Yeah, tell me about it, from your early years to, to where you are now. Um, you know, we come in with one of the biggest recruiting class I think the school had, had at that time. I'm not too sure for track, and so I'm just looking. I was like, man, this is going to be something crazy, and then I was actually redshirted my freshman year. Then COVID ended up happening the second semester. Then I came back that next year, and then records started falling for us as a group and not just really me. Mm-hmm. We started getting closer and closer to the top. And then junior year came. We had some champions come through the Sun Belt, which I don't think we had in a while. And then we moved conferences this year, and we almost win it twice. Mm-hmm. So, like, being able to see us grow every single year and being a part of that growth instead of just watching from the background mm-hmm. has been something beautiful. So did you set the school mark? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. And, Caleb, you got the school mark at UAPV? Yeah. Okay. Very good. How, how what was the old? How much did you guys beat the old marks by? Do you know? Um, I think ours was six ten for one of them, and the other one was six seven. I kind of I blew one of them out of the water. Yeah. And the other one was just the next bar. Gotcha. So. Okay. And and jumping indoor outdoor is it any different for you guys? Um, to me it is. I because you play with the wind a lot outdoor, mm-hmm. so a lot of people use that to advantage. My coach always tells me, Doug says, wind's to your advantage." He'll yell that, and then I'll go instantly so <laughs> to me it's a bit different interesting but there's no wind uh allowance like in in sprints they don't like say okay well you had the wind i don't know how it would help you i guess but i, I guess if it's behind you it's probably better than going into your face right yeah it's like if it's at your back on your curve same thing with sprint that pushes you a little bit more and with me i like to use a lot of speed so gotcha. it helps me interesting okay okay what was the school record at uapb uh it was 214 seven foot okay yeah 
That's awesome. So what, what uh, long term, you guys both want to professionally jump? Is that the plan? Uh, I'll look into it, uh, but I'm most definitely... Uh, I want to get into more of getting my career down, too. So it's going to be a 50-50 thing. I'm going to train for it. But, you know, if it don't go, I'm grateful for everything that I had. Gotcha. And you're, Jonathan, you're in grad school? Oh, uh, yes. I'm getting ready to go to grad school. Gotcha. Okay. And, Caleb, what are you studying at UAPB? Uh, health and leisure, so um, physical education. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to come back and jump again? Yeah. Okay. And you have one or two left? I have two. Okay. Does Coach Bozeman know uh, about you and how high you can jump? Yeah. Has he <laughs> talked to you yet? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Do you have any interest in playing college basketball? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little interest. Okay. All right. (laughs) What's your vert? Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I never tested it. (laughs) That's funny. I guess you you probably wouldn't. It's it's a completely different kind of deal, right? I mean, high jumping and just basically jumping up like we see with the combine, it's totally different. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah, it's different, but it's it's a little similarities there. Yeah, how how I mean, I'm assuming it's very important, but as far as technique goes, I mean that's pretty critical, I assume, versus yeah. just being the best athlete out there. Yeah, that's that's a huge difference. Sometimes you see some things that that just ain't right, but it, they they beat you, and you just kind of have to sit there and take it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? You'll see a guy do like we like to arch our backs and kind of I do a flip out of mine because I'm shorter, so I kind of just roll out of it. But you see a lot of guys literally just sit over the bar where they're backs aren't arched and they're just using pure talent to mm-hmm. just you know just straight athleticism over the bar scissor kicking things you just have to sit there and be like how is that possible it's just natural bounce so you just natural bounce and technique sometimes a lot of guys don't have both so technique and having both is it can take you a long way gotcha do those guys irritate you ah it's give or take yeah yeah they do yeah do so what when you're watching a guy jump seven five i mean are you just like does it look I mean, four or five inches, I mean, doesn't seem like a lot to us, but when you're up that high, I mean, that's got to be just a, that's a pretty big gap, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it looks it looks like more than what it is. Yeah. Had you guys faced the, the winner? I guess it was, came down to a, a, a number of misses too, right? Because the top two guys had the same same height, right? Yeah. yeah. It was 7.5 and change, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think 7.5 and some change. Yeah, I'd speak to you in metrics, but again, I have no idea. Oh, no, I, I don't know metrics that much either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything past two meters. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> JJ, tell us about your coach and what he's meant. Um, man, that's that's been a some chemistry that that's been that's been outrageous. Uh, I've I love it. Um, he came from in the pro background, the University of Arkansas, and he's just Ray Dokes. He's just he's something special. So being able to have him come in and our relationship grow as fast as it did because we only knew each other for a couple months and they were talking to each other the first time. It's like we've known each other for years. Hmm. So being able to have him make those adjustments for me and us getting able to talk things through and being able to push each other is, has been amazing. We're talking to Jonathan Jones from Little Rock, Caleb Snowden from UAPB about uh, being All-Americans and high jump at uh, the Nationals last week down in Austin, Texas. So what, what's the plan for this summer? Are there competitions, Caleb, for you to, to participate in, whether it's in Florida or here this summer? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to take a little break and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So how how long can you take off or relax a little bit before you start seeing your performance impacted? Uh, I'll say a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's probably made some rest. is probably good. Yes. I can't imagine the mental edge you have to have too for a couple week period there. You go right from you know the regionals and the performance you had out there, and then carrying that over to Texas. I mean that had to be. I mean from a focal standpoint, you had to be pretty mentally tired. I would think too. Yeah. Definitely. I see that. I said, uh, me, I done sat on a couple of weeks and did absolutely nothing for weeks and came back in PR before due to injuries. So okay. I don't really know. I used to think that if I sat down for like two days, I'd lose everything I had versus now it's kind of like, it just depends on your body. Yeah. But uh, I think my plans for this summer, oh yes, I'm sitting down. Uh, you going to rest? <laughs> I got to rest up. Yeah, I'm going to rest up. <laughs> I gotcha. But you'll compete again? Uh, yes, sir. I'll compete again. Uh, I'll be attending uh, Mississippi State University. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so the grad program, I had to go find somewhere that uh, had it. You know, so me and Little Rock are, you know, still together at heart because it's still my city and it's sure. still my school. So that's cool. <laughs> okay, good deal. Well, good. 
Well, listen, I appreciate you guys coming up. I just wanted to shed a little light. And we don't talk a lot of track and field, or if we do, we don't get a chance to visit with athletes very often. And I thought it was so cool that you guys went number 10 and number 11 nationally and both All-Americans. I thought it was such a great deal. I'm so glad you guys could join us in studio together. It's really great. Yes. All right, thank you thank for having you. us. Yeah. Congratulations. So thank, K- you. thank you. Caleb, you go win the whole thing next year. We'll get you back up here. All right. Or you can just do what you did again. I mean, you get to make All-American again. That's that's definitely good enough to get in here with us. That's for sure. So I appreciate you guys. Have a good summer, and uh, we'll talk to you again. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. 10.45, quick break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up Hour 1 in the zone. Stay with us. Summer is here, and it's the beginning of Saracen Sports Car Giveaways. Play at Saracen all this month for a chance to win a hot, hot Mustang convertible courtesy of Trotter Ford. Start your summer in style at Saracen Casino, where you can qualify to win one of America's favorite summer sports cars, the Ford Mustang Convertible. Take the short trip to the only Arkansas casino where someone will win a Mustang convertible. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Mosquito Joe has been making outside fun again for Arkansans over 10 years now. People still ask us, do you just do mosquitoes? Why don't you do termites or other bugs? The answer's quite simple. We're not a jack-of-all-trades. We want to be the best mosquito control service, period. You want to keep bugs out of your house? Call an exterminator. You want a nice-looking lawn? Call a lawn care service. You want expert mosquito control? Call Mosquito Joe. Mention you heard us on the buzz for a special discount. Visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. Courtney Ballantyne here for the butcher shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the butcher shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal-grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The butcher shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the butcher shop steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Is your air conditioning system ready for the heat? Middleton Heat and Air is ready to keep your home and family cool this summer. Let us check your system before it gets hot. We offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8, even on weekends. See why we install more heat and air systems in Arkansas than anyone. Call Middleton today at 501-224-4888. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. You're back in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. To get into the show, call or text 661-1037. Now, let's see what Justin and Wes have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. The ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. Make a slip. We'll be headed out to Guadalupe Chevrolet Friday and invite you to, well, you can go out to Guadalupe Chevrolet any day, but come out and see us on Friday. Guadalupe's bringing back Deal Team 6. It's been a while since they've done that. And they have got rebates, discounts, finance offers on new bottles in stock, up to $7,500 off Silverado's in stock when you trade in a 2009 vehicle or newer. Get $2,000 off in stock 2023 Equinox. Plus, rates on everything new in stock as low as 6.99% financing. Big deals going on right now at Guatney Chevrolet. They're still paying top dollar for the vehicle you trade in. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory. See all these great deals. And then head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet. 
Well, you heard all the postgame from the NBA Finals as Denver wins it. Again, later on, we're going to talk to Scott Hastings, who works on the Denver broadcast team, also a former Nugget himself. Joe Klein will join us in studio and help facilitate all that. We'll get Joe's thoughts on the Finals. And, you know, right now we start talking about what's next for Denver. And they, I heard a lot of people talking about Dynasty. Mike Malone after the game last night is talking about next year. We don't want to win just one. And then also putting Jokic's performance and his career in perspective. He's the first guy in playoff history to lead all performers in the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. Quiet night last night, doling out assists, but there weren't a lot of buckets made. So he had four, but he had a big night scoring, what, high 20s, I guess, and 15 or 16 rebounds? Yeah, I think he had 28 and 16. Could be wrong on that. And also, I mean, I haven't seen the numbers, but I'm sure his potential assist was probably in the double digits. Guys just weren't hitting shots. Yeah, that's probably true. So And at age 28, he's a two-time MVP, an NBA Finals champion, an NBA Finals MVP, five-time All-NBA player, five-time All-Star. Pretty Great start. Yeah, pretty, he, how much longer does he have to play at that level to become, to get into the conversation of the all-time greats? And he's in the conversation with some people already, but I'm yeah, saying... Yeah, I, I think he is one. Yeah. And all-time means top ten? No, no, top 25. Okay. I'll give him that. I'm talking about big men. I'm not talking about players. Oh. What about big men? Top 10? Easily. Easily? Easily. All right. I'll have to ask Joe about that. Probably right outside the top five. Okay. We'll talk to Joe about that coming up. Uh, If you want to join us today, 661-1037, if you'd like to call. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, same number. And Asher Record Live fan feedback also available through our Listen Live button. By the way, if you haven't caught on to it, and it was especially helpful in situations like we just had, where we've got a couple of guests in studio, we are streaming all of our shows now on YouTube and on Twitter and on Facebook, and Wes is waving, and so uh, we are here for that. And uh, again, when you get two guests on that uh, people may not be overly familiar with, it's great to be able to put a face with a voice and also be able to, uh, when you're talking to two different guys, nice to know who's talking. So that was kind of a cool, cool element there when you are uh, interviewing multiple guests. Over in the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, Casper and Bologna, uh, going back to our conversation about uh, Stanford and their stadium, Texas losing the ball in the lights, he says uh, high school fields in Arkansas have been doing this forever. Not sure why it would have taken a minor league team this long to figure it out. Hmm. Well, and some of it is when they redid their whole lights. You got somebody up there, you go ahead and do it that way, the new way. I did not know high school fields were doing that, though. That is awesome. Uh, You're right. He is ridiculous. They were just happy they were going to the World Series. You're right. He is ridiculous. I think he's talking about you. He's Wes. Yeah. You're ridiculous. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. You're the one that's right. I'm ridiculous. They were just happy because they were going to the World Series. That's just my opinion. I thought he went over the top on the celebration. And they were celebrating because Texas is no longer in the World Series or... At least not in the postseason, and we were all happy about that. You know, Stanford is all of us, and I know Bubba didn't care one way or the other because he doesn't like Texas or Stanford, but I think they speak for the majority of America. It's great to see the Longhorns sent home. Mark in Little Rock says the horse racing that uh, Jokic is talking about is uh, where the riders pulled in a cart, a little different than Oakland. Harness racing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he does um, sit in a cart. Oh, oh, he does it. He does it because... Um, I was like, well, okay. That's not he, fair. When he talked about that, I was like, first of all, I don't want you on the back of a horse. Yeah, You're too valuable. Yeah, he doesn't ride the horse. He's a little too big to do that, I think. Okay. He does sit in a cart. I've seen him do that. I don't want him... I mean, he's a little heavy for a... I don't think he's actually here, doing right? the racing, like, competitively, but he will... He just know, does it just for around, fun. Yeah. 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 Great for training, right? If the horse is having to pull that big load around, then once it gets a little jockey on there, on the back of that cart... He could fly. Yeah. It's like putting a donut on your bat, right? When you're swinging it, yeah. practicing it. Theoretically. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Hillis on Good Morning America this morning. I watched That's the whole all thing. they said. Yeah, there was a seven-minute segment, and, uh, you know, I think, I know Wes has, but multiple, I think, media outlets locally have reached out. But I will tell you this, can't imagine much better uh, performance from an interview standpoint from the interviewer who was Strahan or from from Peyton. I thought he was really, really articulate about what happened. And, uh, man, it was scary stuff, really scary Hmm. stuff. And he told the story that got me. We need to play some of that audio probably at some point. Someone just tweeted it just right now. It's like on my timeline. So we can pull it it. off of there. Yeah, it was on social media this morning. I watched it before we came on the air. But 
um, he talked about having to swim past his son because his niece was further out, and he had to make a choice. And I mean, he came back, and his son was in bad shape. It was scary. Scary stuff. But um, anyway, it's a cautionary tale for all of us. I mean, I was always like hyper-cognizant of my kids around water, so I didn't care if it was a pool or the uh the ocean i mean we were in hawaii one time my brother was little and the water was really bad so you just got to the point where it's like you can't go in i mean it would have been too easy to get sucked out mm-hmm. it was scary stuff i mean there were 40 foot waves out there there were surfers out there riding them but i mean as a grown person i mean i was getting in the water I was like this is freaking me out man i'm not i'm not getting too far in there so yeah it can be can be dangerous he said there was a storm the night before and you know obviously it was a bad riptide and that's what happened so anyway glad it all Worked out okay. He he did say he didn't think he'd ever fully recover from a lung standpoint. Wow. Sad stuff. Totally changing. Did you see the black bear swimming out of the ocean in Destin? I did. That was wild. That is crazy. Where where did the bear come from? So I looked and and Googled this and started researching because it blew my mind. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, what in the world? So there are black bears in the panhandle of Florida. And they see this from time to time. The bears just go and take a dip in the in the water, you know, to cool off. And it could have been the same situation, like a riptide. It took him out, and then he just swam back in to right in the middle of the beach where all these people are hanging out in a very populated area of Destin. Where, apparently, where? there are black bears in the Panhandle of Florida. They're not. There are not many black bears. This story was saying in Alabama, so you don't see them really so much in Gulf Shores. But just over a little bit further to the east, there are black bears in the Panhandle. I'm surprised that's not something we've seen before. Blew my mind. Wow. A black bear in the in, in Destin. Hmm. <laughs> and the people it was it was amazing. This one clip I saw, they had taken the videos because there were I mean, uh, there's no telling how many people had their phones out and was recording this, but they took like clip sequences of the bear, uh, not just coming up the water, then up the beach and then get to the fence, you know, the barrier fences and getting over that fence and then going out and took into somebody else's video and just followed the bear all the way. It's crazy. Yeah, once he got out of the water. Well, um, I, black bears are not particularly aggressive, right? No. Typically? No. no. Like, people, I think some guys thought this was like a dog at first. You yeah. know, they were kind of walking close to it, and then you see one guy just stop like, is that what I think it is? Yeah. You know? And then once the bear got out, and you could tell it was a bear, people were kind of, I mean, not running away from it, really, but he had no interest in the people. Yeah. His interest was getting onto land and getting away from people. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so we are going to get into the Red White Report on the other side. We'll talk to Pat Bradley as well. And the Grant Nelson saga was falling on social media yesterday. It was quite intriguing. And I still haven't seen an official word. Has anything changed? Nothing has changed. Okay. He's expected to sign with Alabama. Yeah, well. But then there was a late report last night. Somebody said it's not a done deal from uh, from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I saw that as early as like 4 or 5 in the afternoon yesterday. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird deal. But uh, there is some other news from the Hill. We'll share that with you coming up. Also, Pat Bradley. Got Joe Klein a little bit later. Scott Hastings from Denver. Uh, so all that coming up. Entertainment birthdays and such. It is a terrific Tuesday in the zone. It's 1058. Stay with us. the only American-style sushi experience. Founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll? Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. You're gonna love our made-from-scratch hibachi menu. Chicken, shrimp, filet, or lobster with grilled vegetables and fried rice. Grilled to order VIP style. Rock 